mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Steve Horvath, Geno's Auto Service from Littleton. Larry Unger answering phones. Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer today. And, yes, it is very cold outside. I believe it is just three degrees here at the station, and we'll get colder as we get through the weekends. We will talk through this hour about some things that you ought to have in every vehicle, no matter what. I think, I think period, just all year round even uh, in Colorado. I mean, we can run into all sorts of different weather conditions in Colorado on pretty much a you know month-to-month basis so yes i think there's things you should keep in a vehicle and fortunately it's not like the days of old i can remember back in the day where if you're going to take any kind of a trip even into the mountains or out to the eastern plains you put a fan belt in you had duct tape you had screwdrivers wrenches a crescent wrench you know you had all the stuff that you used to take along with you sometimes an extra uh you know upper radiator hose or you know you, you had all this stuff that you'd throw in the trunk or in a corner just to go someplace extra set of points yeah you had everything (laughs) i mean because you knew if you're going to go someplace you had to have all of that now i will say that those days are gone with modern vehicles but but there are other things that i think we need to have inside of a vehicle uh john from cheyenne talked earlier about you know just a couple of space blankets which by the way i think every vehicle should have a couple of you know cheap space blankets thrown inside just you know a just to keep things uh, warm if you ever found yourself you know stuck um, anything along those lines. And on top of that, here's the other thing you need to think about when it comes to what you carry in your vehicle. If you come across an accident okay. or somebody else that needs some assistance, boy, you know, a space blanket in a particular situation would make a world of difference depending upon what's going on. So, again, to have a couple dollar, you know, literally these things are under five bucks. You know, throw a yeah. space blanket, a couple of them in the glove box. I think a flashlight is something that's needed in every single vehicle. And they make them now so cheap or they plug into a USB you know, where you can even charge them as you're going along. You don't have to worry about them having batteries or anything along those lines. I mean, there are so many, you know, nice conveniences we have now that would make that really easy that, yes, there are just certain things that I think you should have in, in a vehicle. And throw out the jumper cables. Yeah, don't get, don't use those things. <laughs> Toss yeah, those don't, things. Don't put, that's one that we're leaving out. Yeah, get, yeah no, get, get rid of those things. Uh, we'll, but, yeah, we'll, we'll talk through a few more things. I think, you know, something like a granola bar, and they make some of these mm-hmm. things that are almost non-perishable now to where you can throw them in there and keep them for a year or two even. I mean, there are things that you ought to have in a vehicle, bottle of water, mm-hmm. you know, just stuff like that that you just need to have with you, I think, at all times. Bill and Centennial, though, you're next. Yeah, hey, uh, to answer your question, or what, uh, the lead-in on, excuse me, let me start over. The lead-in on your show, I think it's from my cousin Vinny, where the little gal says they didn't make a 327 right. 62. Four barrel didn't come out till 64, 10 degrees, four top dead center. I think that's hilarious. It's a great, it's, it's, it, that, you know what, that's just a great movie as well. Yeah. All right, what my, what my situation is, uh, telling you about a Cadillac converter. Yesterday, ironically, on the old Tom Martino show, uh, Mark, his producer, has a Hyundai Santa Fe, 
he bought new in 2015 in a car accident, got it fixed, but he bought it new. He had to order it from California because he wanted specific stuff on it. So the car came from California. He bought it through McDonald's. Anyway, long story made short, he went to go sell it and uh, had an inspection done, and they said the catalytic converter was bad. And he went to go buy a new catalytic converter, and they said the catalytic converters from cars from California were different right. than a normal one. That is correct. And that catalytic converter was going to cost him three grand, and he found one down in New Mexico for a thousand. But he said, man, who would have thought that you'd have to put a catalytic converter on a car to be able to sell it? Uh, you know what? That None of what you just said surprises me at all. And that's why, I, first of all, I don't know why you would want to live outside of California and have a, have a California emissions vehicle. Mm-hmm. To me, that was a knucklehead move on you know, whoever did that, and I don't care what options it comes with. Nothing on the car makes it worth me doing that ever. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, but you see on the news, they're stealing them left and right. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah, I know. I talked about that a little bit earlier. For those of you listening, there are, and you can Google it, there are, depending upon the vehicle, how you want to do it and so on, but there are catalytic converter locks or protective devices you can have installed on your vehicle to keep that from happening. But, yeah, Bill, in my area, I'm on next door, and I'll bet you at least once a week somebody has stolen a catalytic converter, and that's just what gets reported on next door. And did you see the laws that they just the state came down about the Cali converters? No, I did not. Oh, as of first of the year, we can't put on what originally came. We have to put on better. Oh, so we have to. So how do you find that? Well, so yeah, that's and now we have to buy a California cat to put on any car that we get. So now we're now the prices just went up. Prices went up. So is that Colorado law? Yes. I'll, have to, I'll send you that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I did not know that. No, thank you. It just came you. out after the first of the year, and we sent a letter to all our customers letting them know that if that catalytic converter we put on last year fails, I can't put that one back on. I have to put on a better one. Which means it's going to cost you more even on a warranty. Yeah. And, you know, they the suppliers can't supply us with that converter anymore after the first of the year. Makes so, sense. So, yeah, that's the other problem he probably ran into, too, is that he has to replace that car. So even even now, if he goes to get, he still has to put another Kyle converter. So what, what Brainiac thought this was a good idea? Well, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it, there, there is just some truth to it. Well, thanks, I, Bill, by I, the way. I appreciate sorry. it. Keep but, going. But the truth that we're, uh, you know, because the manufacturers that were making them for the 49 states or the 48 states, whatever was legal, mm-hmm. I, I don't believe we're making them as well as they should have been. So I think there's some truth to the quality of the converters that were coming to us were were not as good, and the, and the only good quality ones we were getting were the California, where they had to be mandated to a certain level. Okay, so so the there's way, some truth to that. I did pull the lob. So here it is for everybody listening. As of January 1st, 2021, to Steve's point, all sales or installation of aftermarket catalytic converters for any model vehicle in Colorado must comply with air quality control emissions regulation number, blah, blah, blah. Either replacement catalytic converters must be original equipment, from the manufacturer or a new aftermarket catalytic converter certified as meeting California's Air Resource Board, in other words, CARB emission standards. So, yeah, so you either got to buy it from whoever made the car, mm-hmm. which they they're, don't. they're expensive or they don't have anymore, yeah. or you got to buy a California cat for California it. California cat. And, you know, so I mean, I, I, I under, uh, the underlying thing is they weren't making them good anyway. I understand. That, that's part of it, but we are, now I have to make a car better than it was made before correct in, in a way so i yes. if you get a car that's in the 90s i have to put a cat on that's more of a 2000 which by the way for everybody listening this is one of those unintended consequences of 
cheap parts and installers and buyers buying those cheap parts. So what I mean by that is, had we not had manufacturers making substandard catalytic converters without all of the metals in them that are needed to really keep a catalytic converter lasting long. In other words, a lot of folks would put a catalytic converter on, get it to pass emissions, and then a year later, they're back where they started from. Or they'd put it on there so it could pass emissions to sell to the next guy, but then a year later or two years later, this guy's back in a position of having to redo things. So my point is this. Had everything been done correctly from the get-go, we would not now have this law. So uh, you, know, you know, in some cases, you know, we get what we ask for by being cheap. Yes. I, I'm just being honest, folks. And, and this, yeah. is the, this is what happens when we do things incorrectly. Sure. And, you know, there was such a disparity. You know, you, you might be putting a Cali converter on from the dealer or a carb equivalent that's 1500 or you do one that's 700 the other way. Well, I don't blame people. That's a, you no, know. No, I mean, I don't you know, blame if, them. If, if but, it was $100, yeah. But again, you know, if the but, manufacturers of these yes, had yeah, never be. done that in the first place yeah, and well, all you could buy was the $1,500 one, that's what all would, would yeah, have been put on, and you wouldn't have this new law in Colorado now that most people are going to have to deal with. So, yeah. you know, effectively, the states come in and say you're going to spend more money to fix your old car mm-hmm. or don't fix it at all, which, by the way, is really what I think they're after. I, well, I really, yeah, I really think. Too, it, yeah. Really, at the end of the day, they're trying to. At get the end of the day, they want thing off the road. They, uh, yeah, they don't, either you're going to spend the money to keep driving it, or it's going to go away. One of the two. That's that's my view of what they did, because I also know that the amount of old cars running around that are not emissions compliant is probably nil. Yeah, it's it's negligible well, as to how much you're even out there. Yeah. Have you been through the emissions testing lately? I've gone through a couple of times. They don't even test you anymore. Yeah, that's right, because of COVID, right? Yeah. I, well, that's what they blame it, but I still got out of the car, and I'm next to the guy. I, I, that, was a part, that part I could not figure out. That I, was the part I couldn't figure out. I have out. no answer for but that. The, but, yeah, they, they're just put, hooking up the OBD2. They're checking to make sure you don't have any uh, – make sure all the monitors have run. No codes, and away you go. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and monitors. Codes and monitors. Yeah, yeah. that's the biggie was the monitors. I've had a few times trying – you know how right. hard it is to get a car to run monitors. Right. So, uh, but once we've done that, we're – more gold. Okay. All so, right, Dave and Centennial is going to be next. we got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Hang tight, guys. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Dr. Julie provides both the scientific methodology and the empathetic accountability you need to lose weight. You've lost the weight in the past, but as soon as you started slipping back into your old habits, you felt like a failure. Now you've gained all of that weight back, plus some more, and starting over seems pointless. Both John Rush and Dr. Julie understand the daily struggle of staying healthy. The HCG diet at Ascent Health Center trains your body to convert unnecessary fat into energy, but you also need the mental and emotional fortitude to help you stick with it long term. Something as simple as a daily text message from a qualified weight loss guide could make all the difference between another yo-yo diet and a true lifestyle change. Remember how much better you felt without the extra weight. Call Ascent Health Center now and mention Rush to Reason for 30% off your HCG diet plan. 303-343-8800. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but at Napa... 
we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy. But it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we did get a few more phone calls uh, off air. Uh, Larry said we need to cover the you know catalytic converter theft thing one more time. And by the way, Steve at Geno's is going to really look into more of this and sure. see how we can even start installing these and, and doing some of the anti-theft devices. There are several on the market. You can literally just Google catalytic converter lock, and you will get a multitude of of products that are out there. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them are going to need to be installed by either, you know, you if you're pretty handy or a professional. Uh, most of these are going to need to have the vehicle, you know, up off the ground, some where you can get underneath it and do what you need to do. Some of them are a cable-type lock where you literally clamp over the exhaust itself, and then these cables, you know, run you know, even up into the frame of the vehicle. And, and there's all sorts of ways to make that happen where they can't just, you know, uh, you know, break into it, you know, saw it off is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And these cables, of course, are such where you'd have a hard time sawing through the cables. And ultimately, what you're really trying to do with any kind of a thief is just they look underneath and think, oh, I, I don't care. I'm going to go to another one. That's too yeah. much work. Move on. Uh, there's also yeah. some skid plate type apparatuses where you put a skid plate up underneath where they can't even see the catalytic converter. You, you might have to watch that as far as heat goes. Uh, but, but again, there's all sorts of ways to protect the catalytic converter, but for those of you that maybe don't realize it, uh, especially those of you that are driving pickup trucks, a yeah. cordless sawzall, which a lot of thieves can have, literally they can crawl underneath any major truck manufacturer, Ford, Chevy, Nissan, Toyota, Ram, I can go down the list. They're high enough off the ground where literally they can slide underneath, take that sawzall, and I would venture to guess that within a minute or two at best, that's down, off the car, in the trunk of their car or whatever they're driving, and out the door they go, 
And yes, it makes a little bit of noise cutting that off, but depending upon what part of town you're in and what kind of road noise there is and so on, you may not hear anybody out there even doing anything. Hmm. They're not doing this by hand. They're literally using a a sawzall with a metal blade in it, of course, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's a cordless sawzall, and they can literally crawl underneath and have that thing cut off in a matter of seconds. I guess the other action uh, on the other end of the things. So who's buying it? Well, I mean, there's lots of people that buy the precious metals that are coming out of the cat, and some of these guys are either selling the cats complete, or they're reselling them in some cases, or they're literally cutting them apart and just selling the precious metal that's okay. inside the catalytic converter. I didn't converter. know if we could stop it on that end. but Great question. So, I, mean, but, I, I mean, I guess the question would be, you as a shop, who buys your used cats? Yeah, and we have a little guy that comes around and gives us money, and okay. we, don't, we don't even say anything. So, well, but, uh, he, he, and again, he's got somebody buying them from him, so there is a market for the precious metals coming out of the catalytic converters. And somebody asked me a text message a moment ago, why, you know, why are they stealing them? Is it to just, you know be mean and rude and make sure somebody has to go spend money on their car. No, there's precious metals in there and they're they're stealing the the precious metals outside, you know, inside the catalytic converter. That's why they're stealing them. And there's uh, what is it um platinum and several. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different Se- several precious in there. metals in them where they, you know, the, the value yeah. of them is well, to Steve's point a moment ago, some of these new are are 1500 oh. to $3000 for a new catalytic converter. Yeah. And it's not the metal it's the precious metal. Right. <laughs> it's not the it's exactly, Yeah, it's outside, not the obviously. casing. That's yeah, cheap. Yeah. So okay. there, there's multiple ways to actually protect the catalytic converter. Again, there's skid plates. There's devices that actually go around the pipe. There's devices that make the pipe harder to cut. Uh, there's lots of different ways to do this. And, you know, some of these, the product itself, are as little as 150 bucks, all the way up to about 350 And then you'd have to have it installed on top of that. So there are ways to protect the catalytic converter. There's even some guys out there. They're making some, you know, siren type devices sure. where if somebody breaks a beam, you know, underneath the vehicle, once it's set, it would go off. I don't know how effective those get with grease and dirt They're and grime and junk that's underneath the vehicle. But, you know, first call I'm going to make next week, I'm going to talk to Napa and oh, see good if, idea. can they bring something in that maybe they wouldn't have in the store, but you could order and, you know, they should have it at their warehouse. No, it's a great idea. So, again, those of you listening, it, it is actually a bigger deal. And, and, by the way, those of you that are driving diesel trucks, they're also stealing the diesel particulate filters as well. So it's not just catalytic converters that are getting stolen. It, really, any of the missions device devices, plural, on exhausts, they are stealing, whether you're driving a diesel or you're driving a gas okay. engine, because they've got the same type of precious metals. So the particulate filters in a diesel have a They're getting them stolen as well, yes, because of the precious metals that are inside of them. So, again, there's, there's, there's mm-hmm. lots of things out here, cat clamp, uh, you name it. There's all sorts of different websites you can go to to try to find a way to protect yourself, uh, but it is something to actually look at, yeah. and I would. No, and like I say, an ounce of prevention. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. I would, depending upon where you have to park. If you're able to park in a garage and you're parking someplace where nobody knows where you're at and all that, you know, I don't think I'd worry too much about it. But if you're having to park out on the street or you're in an apartment complex or you can't get your vehicle inside and you're in an area where, you know, you just know some of the theft is, is out there. And in my, in my neck of the woods, folks, uh, they are literally stealing anything not nailed down. So if you're driving an older, you know, Duramax or a Ford F-250, uh, anything along those lines where, you know, diesel, gas engine, if it's a really nice, clean truck and they know that they can get in and break the column and leave, they're they taking, are. Taking the truck. Literally, they're, they're stealing these things in a matter of seconds. You can watch them on the ring doorbell. 
oh, yeah. cameras. I mean, that's what so get, that's what gets me. These thieves are really brazen. They don't care that there's a camera there recording them. They're they're breaking in, you know, hopping in the vehicle and out the door they go. I have a good story about that, by the way. I had Give a, it to us. I had a uh, someone trying to steal a, a tire off of one of our uh, customers' cars. Okay. And we watched him on the cameras and, and you know, obviously turned in police. But, uh, you know, he was trying to take the rim, and so he jacked up the car without loosening the lug nuts. And, yeah. So okay, he, so obviously not the smartest. get him loose. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. And then we watched him smash his hand and shake his hand, you know, <laughs> bust his knuckles, and then, then he left. But I thought it was the but best he thing. he did try. <laughs> he did try. Uh, stole license plates. Those are the, that's the other thing is license plates have become, and you oh. know, they're stealing license plates off the cars and then they switched it. He happened to have the exact same model of car that we were working on. So he was hunting for, and he knew, I, I'm, I'm assuming that he saw that there was a license plate for the same car that he was pulled over or not pulled over. The officer didn't check close enough. It's a, it was a Veloster. It was a strange. Hyundai. Okay. So the interesting little thing, but uh, license plates, and, and, and we also, you know, sell those bolts that, you know, you can't tamper right. as well. And it's another area we have to go into, too. For I, it, you know, I, I knew about the license plate thing, but I kind of had forgotten that. Again, folks, let me just tell you what. They will steal anything not nailed down if they see any kind of value to it whatsoever, including the entire vehicle. Yeah. So believe me, they, they will take anything they possibly can. Again, one of those things where if you can nail it down, do so. If you have to park in an area where you need to put some of these locking devices on, I would. Uh, the other thing I would also double check, and you could check with your insurance agent or call Paul Lewinberger, you know, my guy. Uh, you also need to check how does that work if they steal your catalytic converter and it's a $1,500 or more replacement. How should, does that work, and who's covering that, and is that a part of insurance? And I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, shouldn't it be? I would think it is, but I don't or, know the answer. Or if they stole your tires, rims? Tires and rims, I think, would be covered. Mm-hmm. Catalytic converter, I think I would ask those questions. I don't know for sure. So, yeah, again, that's a question, question for Paul Lewinberger. We'll get him on here maybe in the next few weeks here and ask him directly, but it's something I would be asking my insurance agent on. All right, we'll come right back. Lines are open, by the way. Give us a call. Steve and I will be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe, too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where a reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by DOOR, NMLS 298191, equal credit lender. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores nationwide. 
Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Scott Watley joining us also. He'll be here at Sportsman of Colorado here in a little bit. We'll talk to him before he goes on air. All right, Wayne and Greeley, you are next, sir. What's going on? John, I hope you're – this is Wayne and Greeley. I hope you said Wayne and Greeley. I, I did. You're up. You know, every time you answer for me anymore, I miss my name. You just <laughs> All I hear is Greeley. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what that is, what it is, if it's my phone or yours. No, it's hard. We we have a new system here, so it could be us. Well, anyway, it's me, and I'm here, and I'm cold. I appreciate um, it. Well, yeah, I'm cold, too, Wayne. <laughs> Great weather. I'm waiting for spring real uh, anxiously. Um, John, I got a couple dumb questions for you. I'm pretty uh, particular when it comes to my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like my oil level over full and that's one of the reasons that i don't take it to a dealer i always change my own oil so right. i know it's not going to be over full every time i get it back and um also i was I, i've never used moa for that purpose uh, i put my oil in there and i just don't like screwing around with ounces to see that i don't get it over full if if i put in my regular six quarts can i add moa the ounces and that's not going to make a difference Absolutely, yeah. Okay. No, no problem. No well, problem. that's that's what I'll do then. I I haven't touched. Well, I've changed the oil in this uh, Acadia once, but I'll do. I'm getting ready to do it again. Um, I had another question too on these new vehicles. Will they? Will the computer in those adjust for gasoline octane? Yes. Can they? If you if. Instead of running regular, you run high test. Will mm-hmm. they adjust, bring yes. your timing or something up to where it'll 
uh, it'll use all that eleven and a half compression it's got. Well, well yeah, they do an algorithm. Yes. Of everything, uh, not just timing, but everything. Fuel spark. I mean, yeah. I mean, what it's looking at, Wayne, is it knows if you've got poor. Probably a better answer is this. If you're using gas that's not of high quality and it senses detonation of any kind, it's going to back out timing. It's going to change things around, change the algorithm as or not. It'll change the outcome of what's going into it in the algorithm that that Steve just mentioned. And yes, performance will change based upon that. On the same token, if you use a higher grade of gasoline and it's able to use you know, more timing and not have detonation and all of that, then yes, it'll do exactly the same thing and opposite. Well, that's what I thought. I, I, uh, you know, I know some cars, they tell you you have to use high test, and, and I assume mm-hmm. that was the reason, you know, for their performance and whatever. Yeah, a lot of turbocharged or supercharged cars have to run premium. It'll tell yeah. you that right on the gas, you know, right inside the gas lid. Well, I think mine's like, it's supposed to be 11 and a half to 1, I think, on compression. Hell, my, my uh, Yanko wasn't running 11 and No, half. no, great point. Yeah, but, no, that's, uh, that's the modern, uh, you know, the modern uh, way they can control spark and camshaft timing and so on. Yeah, they can get by with that now. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I've been using high test in it since the day I bought it. And, uh, Good. I know, you know, it's expensive sometimes, but I like the performance of it. I've never... The thing just gets up and goes when I want it to, and um, that's what I want. Awesome. So. Good deal. But anyway, thank you, John. Um, thank you. Appreciate it. You guys, uh, I'm glad you made Stay it. Stay warm. Morning. I was wondering, you know, when I got up, my guys, those guys going to get up and it's below zero and they're going to go to work. <laughs> yeah, we're here. <laughs> Stay warm, Wayne. Appreciate you, man. You bet. No, take care. Appreciate you very much. Mario is next. What's going on, Mario? Uh, cold, just like everyone else. Yeah. Imagine that. I hear you. Uh, so in, in in respect to the catalytic catalytic converters being stolen, yes. Well, it seems to me it seems to me someone who uh, goes on someone else's property or basically on anyone's property other than their own, and they tamper with uh, they tamper with federally mandated uh, equipment, and they're vandalizing a car. Uh, well, that tells me that they're committing about three different felonies, aren't they? Yeah, you know what? I think technically you're correct. Now, whether or not the local police, if they catch someone doing that, will look at it the same way is beyond me. What's interesting about that, and you bring that up, and I'm glad you did, if Steve, in his shop, if Scott were to go to Steve and say, hey, take the catalytic converter off my truck, I want to run without it, and Steve obliges, Scott's on the hook, Steve's really on the hook for a big fine and a felony, Mario, so how would the thieves be any different? I, True. I don't know the question. I don't know the answer to that. You're correct. Yes, and uh, I'm also of the opinion, and of course, of course, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, an, it's an opinion, which, you know, as you know, everyone, right. everyone has an opinion, and I can't prove this, but if you go onto someone's property and you get into a physical altercation with them or they shoot you, uh, you're probably going to get sued. If a police officer gets into a physical altercation with someone committing a crime like that, well, then the taxpayers get sued. So being a criminal evidently is a, uh, is a uh, you know, more than adequate way of making a living because they, people keep doing it. Yeah, so, the old, the old uh, saying that, you know, crime doesn't pay, uh, Mario, I think we've seen a reversal of that because, to your point, in a lot of cases, actually it does. Uh, evidently it does, and uh, unfortunately, I've been, on, uh, ne- I've been on next door a couple of times as well. 
Yeah, and Mario, you're seeing the same thing I am. I mean, it's just ridiculous the amount of things that are being stolen. I mean, everything from, you know, vehicles that are running inside of a garage that somebody hops in and drives away from to, you know, catalytic converters to bicycles to, you know, ski racks off the roof to, you, I mean, you name it. I mean, it's just, it's just, re and, and by the way, that's what happens in a state where we have let COVID do what it's done and we've shut everything down and people don't have jobs and they're trying to scrape by, uh, not making excuses for these folks because I would never do that, but, but you get where I'm going. This is a repercussion of decisions that have been made from the top down. Yeah, uh, and uh, also, um, you know, not to be, not, not to be uh, argumentative in any way, uh, I've, I've seen some uh, next, door, next door footage, you know, captured, captured by uh, people's, you know, uh, doorbell cameras, right. et cetera. And, uh, some of the, some of the people who doing it, some of the people who are doing it, uh, actually probably most of the people who are doing it, well, they're, they're driving better cars than yes. I am. Yes, and Mario. I'm, 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 yeah. I, I'm, I'm a 51 year old man with a college degree, you know, who works for a living. Right. Right. No, I, I've noticed exactly the same thing. Some of the vehicles that are being stolen and the guy that drives up or the, the folks that drive up in the car to steal the other car. And I'm thinking, well, you know, they just stole a really nice car a few minutes ago. Are they driving stuff that most people don't have? Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't even, it doesn't even make any sense. No, it doesn't. But, but, but of course, modern society doesn't make any sense either. So. No, and unfortunately, Mario, to your point a moment ago, we're... We're actually probably encouraging some of this behavior because I doubt if there's a DA across the entire state of Colorado that would prosecute the way you just mentioned a moment ago for somebody stealing a cat if they did, in fact, get caught. I doubt very seriously if they're going to have the same criminal prosecution that someone like Steve at an auto shop would have for removing one. Uh, yes, I would, I, would, uh, I would doubt Which is that a bunch myself. of garbage, by the way. Yes. Almost but, like we have a two-tier uh, well, justice system. Yeah, we, we do have a two-tier <laughs> justice system. You know, what, what they can go do as a thief in your driveway is not the same thing that, that Steve can get by with, which, again, it, it's, not, it's not fair in any way, shape, or form. And, you know, it, it, to me, what would happen with what would really slow these stolen catalytic converter thefts down is if there was a DA that did go after these guys on a federal basis and they did prosecute them the same way they would a shop taking off a catalytic converter, you know what, it might make these guys think twice if we did that, but I'm a, that's a pipe dream on my end. And uh, another thing about catalytic converters, well, uh, if, if, if you're taking a catalytic converter off of, you know, like let's say like a uh, 2019 uh, Silverado vehicle, mm -hmm. well, uh, what, what, about the, uh, what about the legalities? Of the uh, scrapyard, accepting, accepting, you know, new, new auto parts off right. of cars from, right. from strangers. Great point. Great point. No, and again, this is a big deal, bigger than I think most people realize. And uh, you know, I would hope, and, and Mario, I'll run to the next call, but I would hope there would be folks yep. out there in the in the, you know, the the authority, you know, legal world, looking into more of this and trying to figure out what's really happening. Because I, I agree with everything you just said. You're hmm. you're spot on. Good to hear. Thanks, Mario. Appreciate it very much. Joe, what's going on, sir? Hey, John, a uh, question about gas mileage and ethanol and a little background. Um, uh, first, we all know that ethanol on these flex fuel vehicles, you know, ethanol is cheaper, but it gets about 20% right. fewer miles per gallon than regular gas, so it's not always the bargain that it's... No, that it no you got to do the math. In most cases, it's not worth the... It's not worth it in most cases. Right. Second, uh, you know, in Colorado, um, we go 85, 87... 89, where 87 is the mid-grade, right. 
because of the altitude here in the East Coast, 87 is the low grade. It's 87, 89, 91. Right. Um, now, something strange just happened. My daughter and I both uh, both drive Hemis, and we both have been averaging around 21 miles per gallon. We both filled up at Costco last weekend, and both of us have now seen our mileage drop down to about between 17 and a half and 18. And I'm wondering if that's because of the increased ethanol they put in in the wintertime, but it, it's funny because we both filled in, filled up within two days of each other at Costco, and we both saw a three-mile-per-gallon drop in our gas. Big temperature swing, too, or no? Yeah, but it's got a lot colder here, too. That's, par- that's probably the majority of it, actually. You think the temperature yeah. has more to do yeah. with it? Yeah. Uh, how, how does the temperature impact that, John? The, the engine has to run Richard to overcome that, especially on okay. startup. Um, do you think going to a higher-grade fuel would gain back some of that mileage? I doubt it. Okay. It's still working so, as hard. Yeah, it, it, because it just it has to overfuel when it's cold to keep things going. You know, you know, you know this, Joe, or anybody else listening. Just like a, you know, a, a weed eater that you have to choke for the first you know few seconds it runs, the, your car has to do the same thing. Okay, gotcha. Um, right. uh, one more thing. What's the uh, what's your view or thoughts on the impact of ethanol and engine long, longevity? Because my daughter has a flex fuel vehicle, and I told her don't run that crap. It's going to shorten the life of your engine. Uh, if the if the vehicle's made for it, it actually burns very clean and doesn't do anything on that end of things. In fact, probably would make it run longer because you have less carbon buildup with the with the ethanol. You know, E85, for example, would have a lot less carbon buildup than even an E10 or E15 blend would have. So that end of it, there's no issues. The biggest issue with it that I think folks need to understand is if your vehicle is not equipped for that because the nozzles are the same and you can fill up a E85 you know, load of fuel into most anything on the road today, it's a bigger issue that way than vehicles that are made for it. Vehicles that are made for it, fine, run it. What I found, though, years ago, Joe, and you'd have to do the math on your end, back when, you know, when there was a lot of, you know, E8, you know E15, or sorry, when there's a lot of E85 running around Colorado, not E15, but E85, I did the math back then, and you had to have about a dollar a gallon difference to make it worthwhile. Otherwise, the math didn't work. Yeah, is it? And I, rule of thumb, uh, I, I seem to remember about twenty percent is a, is a rule of thumb. Twenty to so thirty. Getting, it depends on the vehicle. It's twenty to thirty. You're correct. Right. So if you were getting twenty miles per gallon with on on your regular gas, you're going to go to fifteen get, roughly or so. Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen to sixteen yep. on the so. Uh, that's the difference. Yeah, my math back in the day was literally to save, you know, to make it worthwhile and save money, go to the hassle of finding it and filling it and so on. It needed to be a buck a gallon cheaper to make it work. Okay. And I am correct to tell my daughter that uh, don't put E85 in your car unless it was, and, and her car is not made for it, E85. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it's not yeah, made for yeah, it, don't use it definitely. at all. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's right. You're I, correct. I told her don't don't do that. Yep. You're correct. Um, yeah. It's, you know, okay. Like I said, that's the biggest. That's the bigger risk I see is people that don't know and they just see this cheap price and they fill up. Yeah. Uh, there's certain vehicles where that would be very toxic to that vehicle. Okay. That's what I thought. And what would the, the damage? What form would that damage? Tip, take? Typically, the 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 rubber system inside of the the vehicle itself. I mean, everything from O-rings to you know even injectors themselves. If they're not meant for E85. Uh, yeah, it, it swells things up. There's just a lot of damage that can be done that way because you're running straight alcohol, basically. A little bit of fuel pump problems. Yep. Electrically, they're working a little harder, so you're putting a little more pressure on things. It, it takes okay. more volume to run a vehicle on alcohol than gasoline. Sure. Well, that, yeah, that goes so It's a, you know, quote-unquote cooler fuel, as you, I mean, get all the technical of that, and I'm not going to get into that sure. now, but you know sure. what I mean. Yeah, less, yeah, less energy per... Right. per you need more of it. need more of it, so you're working the fuel pump part. That's right. All right. 
All I got. Joe, thank you as always. Great questions, by the way. I do appreciate it very much. Mickey, you got some comments for us. Hang tight. We'll come right back. The last segment of Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Appreciate you joining us. All right, Scott, real quick, so I don't uh, lose track of time here. Oh, no and, worries. I appreciate you know, it. We, we, you know, we get off track here. <laughs> what are we doing on Sportsman of Colorado today? Well, we're going to be talking to Austin Parr, discount fishing tackle. Let's talk about ice fishing, oh. son. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, man. I'm going to get out the window right now. I can hunt. I can. I got the gear, whatever. But sitting out on some yep, ice, no thanks. For, drilling a hole, waiting for a fish I'd to I'd rather bite. go to the dentist. We're going <laughs> to <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about ice fishing, and uh, got to be careful out there. Yeah, it's yeah. super cold here, but I tell you, over the last few days, of course, it was warmer, a lot right. of wind blowing and right. things, so you got to be careful on the ice. We're talking to Austin Parr. Tom Deasing is going to join us from Mile High Note Game Calls. Uh, a lot of things are doing virtual these days, and they're yes. going to be doing some virtual um, 
things here and getting good discounts on that. And then uh, Rudy Nunez is going to join us with Tacticam. Um, I think, Don, i got to show you these uh, cameras. But uh, they are cameras that are you can put on your oh, nice. gun. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, bow, whatever, yeah. and they come with mounts. So you, you raise it up. Boy, you can film the whole thing. Very and, cool. So they're really cool. Okay. And, um, and then also Brett Axton is going to join us. Brett's the owner of Rocky Mountain Roosters uh, out in Colorado, okay. um, Callahan area. Right. And uh, he's also with SCI, Safari Club International, and we're going to be doing some virtual raffles there. So nice. Talking about that. So okay. We nice. appreciate it. Good stuff. Mickey, you're up next. What's going on, sir? Oh, I got a couple things, couple three actually. Okay. No missing ever. Uh, there's this beautiful strawberry blonde girl at work, and every once in a while she'd take the time to talk to me. Okay. Well, one day she comes up with, "Hey, you know cars? I've got my little teapot comes on on my dash." <laughs> I go, oh, "What?" <laughs> The oil light. Ha! The teapot. I love it. How long long has this been doing this? She says, well, it's been coming on more than than the last couple weeks. I'm going, oh, God, no. That little little Toyota. I didn't understand what the hell teapot was. I said, let's go look. (laughs) We go out and look, and... Yep, little tin teapot. <laughs> yeah. like an oil can That's what it looks like, okay. yep. Yep. I love it. So, <laughs> said, well, how, this has been going on for a couple weeks. She said, oh, yeah. I said, let's check your oil. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah, I can imagine. There. So I had a couple spare quarts in the trunk just for grins. So I poured two quarts in. It still oh, didn't no. Oh, no. I said, just go, when you leave here, go to the gas station, get another quart, put it in, make sure it shows up on the stick. Right. So she did, and it showed up. So I said, now you need, (laughs) well, you need an oil change. Yeah, go get it. Yeah, exactly. Go change it. I don't need an oil change. I just filled it up. You just put stuff in. You're good. That's right. Have you seen the one where the lady opens gold and pours it all over the engine? (laughs) Throws it on. Engine oil. (laughs) Unreal. That's funny. That was that's good, Mickey. Got a cold weather story. Okay, let's hear it. I'm, I'm upstate New York. The Adirondacks usually stays below freezing for three months out of the year. Yes. Well, when you, I had a 69 Schwell Malibu in the mid-70s. 307, two-barrel, three-speed, and it stayed below freezing, below freezing for the three months, but it, we had a real good spate where it stayed below zero for almost a month. Well, that 307 just didn't like that. The 90 weight and the tranny in the rear end didn't like no. that either. No. Had, had bias ply tires. So after they cooled down, they had a flat spot. Sure they did. Yep. So you started up in the morning, let it warm up for five, ten minutes. Hopefully you get the engine warm enough to go. Because with at that temperature, things just don't flow. So you get it in first gear. Go on down and get it, get the tires warmed up and thumping down the road on them bias fly right. tires until right. they warmed up. Get it into second gear and hopefully get going a little bit more. Third gear just wouldn't go. You shifted into third and it didn't have the three oh seven didn't have enough oomph to make it run. Right. So we shift back down in second and drove slow all the way to work. 
Get her warmed up. Oh, boy, yep. that was a pain. Yeah, I can imagine. I, so, but here's the third Here's the third tip. Or Actually, I got two tips. The guy from the first hour with the power steering pump wire. Yes, yes. Every once in a while. <clears throat> The old trick we used to use was a spoonful of STP motor treatment to get rid of the wine. If you've ever had a car where the steer, if you, uh, where the steering valve started to leak, right, and it had turned all the way right or left on its own, right, a spoonful of a tablespoonful of motor honey would clear that up, and a lot of times get rid of the wine. All right. Good stuff. Now, here's, here's your life-saving tip from cold country. I don't know if this is going to work as well with cars now that have LED lights. Probably not. But you turn the key on, you turn your lights on, and you turn on every accessory you can to make to drain the battery. You do that for about five minutes. You know that when a battery discharges, it warms up. Mm-hmm. When a battery warms up, it's mm-hmm. got more cranking amps. Right. So you get the battery discharging for five minutes, just sitting there. Turn the car off for a minute. Let the get it. Let it get as warm as you can, and then try right. to start. Okay. With, every, right. with everything off. All right. Again. Good stuff. Mickey, I'm going to run. I got two more calls. I'm going to squeeze in here real quick. Thanks. That appreciate the comments. Mike and Aurora, you're next, sir. Yeah, John, I just wanted to concur with everything you say about that 225 Parker. Yeah, what is going on there, Mike? What is the deal? Well, you know, it doesn't help. I'm sure you've noticed it, but you haven't mentioned it. Both those uh, southbound ILIF on-ramps, they're metered, but they're not, they are not. They don't have them turned on, so you've got cars just pouring in there. True. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it, it looks like they're cutting into the the, the side hill. of the left side. Yeah, the hill, yeah. 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 I didn't know if you... Who I was going to talk about there, yeah, and you just—I don't know. It feels like they've been working on it for a year, but I don't. I, well, I it's been, been six been months long. at least, Mike. I mean, they worked on that thing clear yeah. back into the the late summer, early fall. They were doing the widening, and you know that thing—that part's done. And why they didn't do that in conjunction with each other is is beyond me. I, I don't get it. Yeah, and they've had plenty of good weather. Tons till till now. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. It's a sore spot. So, Anyways, Mike, yeah. thanks. I appreciate it real quick. We'll get Craig on before we end the show. Craig, what's going on? Real quick, John, you made me think of something. Look how quickly that E-470 widening project, because it was done by a private contractor, how quickly that got widened and got done yeah. compared to if the CDOT had done it. Yeah. Second, second comment about um, used to be you had to put heat in your gas tank. When it was cold like this, do we no. get that much moisture in our gasoline anymore that we need to worry about stuff like that? Nope, and and really the biggest thing for that was because carburation had a hard time materializing, you know, or you know, atomizing, I should say, the fuel when it had any kind of water in it, it would which actually freeze up. In a lot of cases, the carburetors would even ice up and freeze up back then. That's what you used it for was to make that not happen. With today's modern cars and a closed system and not much condensation getting into them. Uh, I, I really, I mean, you see, you see heat on the shelf, and I know they still sell it, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out why. I'm guessing it's just because people got in the habit of doing it with old cars. They keep buying it and putting it in their new car, but it's, it's not necessary. But isn't it still better to keep your tank full as opposed to really low? 
Well, I mean, I, I'm one that thinks it is just because common sense is if I want to go someplace and I want to make sure I've got a full tank and I want to always have a full tank, then I'm going to fill it as needed and not let it get low. But that's just me being probably anal. As far as mechanically speaking goes, especially in the winter months, I don't think it makes any difference one way or the other other than I, I just like having a full tank. Okay. That's all makes I sense. So, yeah, as far yeah. as the fuel pump goes, and Craig, thanks for the call. As far as the fuel pump goes, and, you know, you can chime in on this, Steve. It, you know, they've gotten much better than they used to be. Oh, I yeah. still am one that, especially when it's hot out in the summer, I think you should keep a little more fuel in it just to keep things cool, even with the modern fuel pumps that we have. But the days of having them go bad because of getting hot are almost over yes. with. Yeah. Well, and direct injection has affected that, too, because right. the fuel pump in the, pump in the tank is not as high pressure as it needs to be. It's just a delivery to, right. the, to the secondary pump. Right. Well, that, that helps a little bit, too, yeah. with that. That's so, gotten better. So, overall. yeah, so the, the days of, you know, yeah, we used to tell people, happening. keep it above a quarter of a tank just to make sure you're keeping the pump yeah. cool and all that. Okay. Not not as big a deal as it used to be. Yeah, and, they, and obviously emissions, too, work a little better, too. I think the uh, uh, EVAP stuff right. works a little better, I think. I agree, too. So. Uh, Scott Watley just gave me a note a moment ago, too, that on top of all the other theft stuff we were talking about earlier, how many bank robberies have we had? Ten. Ten in five, five days. Five days. Really? Yeah. Folks. In Denver. In Denver. Wow. Ten, ten bank robberies, five days. What do you think about it? The other day I went to, to, to my bank and uh, oh, not tapped on the door because it was locked. Right. And she said, well, you need to put your mask on. <laughs> what you to put your mask on to, to go, go into, into a bank. bank. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. And and a lot of banks are even close. So I don't know. These, yeah. Man, these these robbers are pretty – they must be making appointments because that's the only way I can get into my bank. you got them exactly. an appointment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling ahead? Yeah, I'll be there at such and such. I'm going to make a withdrawal. Make sure I'm going to make a withdrawal sure here. you got yeah. things ready. I mean – Can you have a bag ready I for mean, me? unbelievable, <laughs> folks. 20s and 10s. <laughs> anyways, all right. Sportsman of Colorado coming up next. And uh, don't forget also Shooting the Breeze. The guys from Franktown Firearms are on at 2 o'clock as well. So we got a really great Saturday lineup. And just keep listening all through the weekend. Steve, thanks as always thank over Geno's and Littleton. Geno'sAutoService.com. Ah, thank you. Don't forget Geno's with a J, by the way. Larry, thanks a lot as well. Charlie Grimes. We'll be back Monday, Rush to Reason. Don't forget Sportsman of Colorado's next, so don't turn that dial. This is KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.